Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thanks for joining us for another cracking episode. This segment is quite new and we dive into Farm Yarns, Diving behind the audio of who our guest was, what drives them, what inspires them, where they go to for their resources, and maybe a cheeky book recommendation too for the bookworms out there. If you're not a bookworm, maybe pick one up as well. It could go a long way into helping you grow and foster a better agribusiness and farming enterprise. So let's get into this week's farm yarn. From time to time, but... 11.30 might be a bit early. That's a bit late. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Now, all good. Well, let's get stuck into it. Well, Daniel, thanks for coming on earlier in the week, having your say about Podatus as a tool in the toolbox for vineyards out there in Australia, but also globally, which is an exciting project for you. But this little new segment will dive into you as a person, what drives you and what your thinking is around around the world and just diving into a little bit more for a new segment on the podcast. So let's start it off. What's your, I love it. This is a first for me. I'm looking forward to this. I hope, uh, I hope I do it justice and don't embarrass myself. No, no, very good to have you on and just to see, it's great to see on the other side of what business is for you, but also what drives you as a person. So let's kick it off and see what's your morning routine. Well, I wish I could say that I get up, I stretch, meditate, get into my focus and then just dive right into flow state. Um, But I'm human. That doesn't happen. I've got three kids. So typically on a good day, I might get up early before they do get out onto some grassy patch and do a 10 minute power stretch before coming in and, and, you know, sorting out their needs Uh, on a regular day. It's coffee. It's shake their head a few times, um, kick the kids up, get them out the door, come back home, sit at my desk, take a deep breath and then go from there. Beautiful. And, what a, in 60 seconds, what's the first memory you've had on a farm slash vineyard? Yeah, so coming from a non-farm background as a city boy, 
going through university for 10 years and getting into PhD research in grapevines, you think you know everything about grapevines, the physiology, the anatomy, the biology, the growth cycle, biochemistry, the lot. And um, so you get out to your first job out in the field. And, and uh, this is what this is a real story I got out there at age of I don't know, 32 or whatever. And um, went out to the farm and said, hey, I know everything. Let's go at it. And the, uh, and the farmer looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, good. I've got a broken tine on my harvester. Can you help me? Uh, and also the, the truck, the refrigerator truck taking the grapes to the winery broke down. Go fix that. <laughs> so you, yeah. you realize that when you finish learning, you just got to start to learn. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? And everyone has their first memory on farm at a different age and doesn't really matter what age right. that is as long as you get on farm and see how it happens and how it plays out. But for yourself... Who inspires you the most? Uh, possibly a, a corny or a cheesy answer, but working mothers. Yeah. They, they're expected to do everything. They're expected to have the right energy, the right attitude. They're expected to take care of children. They're expected to perform at work uh, to the justification of everybody. And they're also even asked to be, you know, the emotional support when, uh, uh, when things aren't going well or, or when, you know, at any given time of day as well as for their own needs. So working mothers uh, far and away deserve every, every medal on the, on the planet. Yeah, that's a cracker. And shout out to my mum as well for that as well. But a myth you'd like to debunk about viticulture. Mm. Watering for confidence. And we did talk about this earlier in the podcast. Uh, when you have a strategy for farming, your strategy begins, I mean, ultimately begins right after harvest. The season begins after harvest. But if it's, even if you're just talking about irrigation, it starts before bud break and it finishes after harvest. And the strategy has to hold hands because as we said earlier, the genomics of the grapevine is this long complicated process from bud break through all of the machine machinations of flowering, making fruit, getting it ripe and, and getting it harvest, you know, having it ready for harvest. If you go and perturb the system, you, you're causing damage. When we make wine quality in the vineyard, we start at this level and the only thing that can happen, it goes down, right? You've got your perfect strategy and things get in the way. So if you're out there with a crop model that says don't irrigate right now, and the farmer says, oh, but the hot weather's coming, I'm just gonna go water for confidence. We have measured, we have seen every time that that interferes with and reduces that finished wine quality. Yeah, great one. Keep them busy for the sake of keeping busy. And what's one thing you'd change about Australian agriculture? What would it be? There's a, there's a real, and this is, a, again, a personal observation, uh, going from being a consultant to trying to be a startup founder, found, I found the environment very lacking for support, particularly on a small scale. Larger companies have got a pretty good system in place with some of the perks and benefits around um, grants and tax incentives and so on. But if you're small, it's a slow, laborious process to get grants and then to continue to receive grants and get, uh, and get things done. I'd love to see a ag tech startup ecosystem built for rapid results for things like small grants or quick cash for quick wins kind of thing just to be able to allow someone like myself when i need to go get legal documents oh here's ten thousand dollars go get your legal documents done instead of me spending six weeks learning it and then when we're making a profit i pay the ten thousand back so that the next startup can grab that that's what i'd love to see amazing and for yourself like i've asked this Question. I have been asked this question lately of how can we best share expertise within viticulture? Is it vineyards coming together and sharing their information, whether they're competitors in their bottles of wine 
or out in the markets? How can we best share to improve ourselves as an industry? Yeah, so there's already a lot of knowledge sharing that goes on. It's, it's, it's very mature in places like California where uh, wine groups meet weekly. There are some around, uh, around Australia as well, and they talk and share information. So those are already in place. Um, the, the thing that I would look at is, is outside information, information from outside the box. When you put 50 winemakers in a room, they're all going to start agreeing with each other about their strategies, even if it's not the right strategy from a science perspective. So I like the idea of let's think outside and gather information from somewhere else. And one of the places I'm curious is to go to some of the wise First Nations peoples who've been studying land for, you know, for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. What, what can we learn from them that can help us with our farming strategies? What can help us with ecosystem management? What can help us with water conservation and so on? Um, that, that, that's one thing I'm interested in. And then bringing information in from other, other facets of science. I learned so much from studying agroforestry in the tropics, you wouldn't believe. Viticulture doesn't grow in the tropics very well, but it was really valuable to see how research done both by farmers and by universities in those areas can contribute meaningfully to um, our viticulture practices. Yeah, I think it's quite valuable, that cross-sector learning, how you can learn from another realm of agriculture and how you can implement, maybe even just use it as motivation to tick off. So if you've gotten something from this podcast and you're a beef farmer, you can just utilise what Daniel said on the podcast, the previous one as well, um, and how that plays out in your own farm. But a bit of a tongue twister, if you weren't doing what you were doing, what would you be doing? I'd probably be balancing work life, family life better, to be honest, Jack. Yeah. I think that's one thing that's missing when we focus so hard on trying to get a, a business and a career going uh, or a significant pivot like we were forced to do with uh, with the COVID shutdown. So I'd probably be doing that, just spending more time making those meaningful connections for family and, and, and building their confidence to, to attack the world. Yeah, I think that's a great one as a podcaster, marketer and farmer as well. I think that's very vital for the industry as well to like move forward within that. So thanks for that input. For what resources do you learn from within viticulture or outside of viticulture or what motivates you? Yes, we touched on a couple already. I love bringing science uh, research in from journal articles from fields that aren't anything to do with viticulture, just picking bits and pieces, collating them, simplifying them and presenting them. But ultimately, one of my favorite sources of knowledge are farmers globally. They've been on those lands for generations, for many generations. Every single time I have talked to a farmer, I have learned something really interesting, really fascinating, taken it on board and taken it to the next property to learn some more. Yeah, a platform you wouldn't really think of does that is TikTok. Like I've, you follow other farmers across the world of what they're doing and what they're up to, and we're all willing to share and see how someone else does it across the border, across the ditch or over in Europe to the States. It's pretty amazing how far it can fly within agriculture. I love that. Um, and I usually do book recommendations, but for this episode, we'll do wine recommendations. What's your best wine go-tos for red and white? Uh, well, that's easy. My wife and I have our own uh, wine brand. We have a, an urban winery here in Melbourne. So I'd obviously I'd recommend uh, Linnea um, as the wine brand. But in general, um, I'm all for people exploring just a little bit. And if they feel like they're outside their comfort zone, then they just need to ask themselves, what's the last variety? the last wine that I really enjoyed or the last couple of wines I really enjoyed, have a look at what, what was in common. Was it the sort of the aroma uh, characteristics? Was it the texture? Was it the ease of the easiness of it? And then just take a step to the side. And if you're not sure, just ask, ask someone at your wine shop, Hey, I, I had this, 
what's what's something I can grow with? What's the next wine I can try? And do it that way. There's no there's no wrong answers there. There's no wrong choices. Beautiful. I might have to look up your wine. L I double N A E A Linnea Vineyards. Beautiful. I might add that into this show note as well. But what for to mix it up for the next guest coming on? What's a question you'd like to ask the next guest, not knowing where they're coming from? That's uh, that's a curly one, and I've scratched my head all morning about this one, Jack. I'm still not entirely certain. I've got a perfect answer for you. I think um, vulnerability is something I'm always curious about. Is to ask the guest what it is that fears them, or what it is that uh, that they're conscious of. Not with respect to you know you know um, strangers in the night or anything like that, but but you know what what is it that motivates you from that perspective? I, is it failure? Is it are you, are you trying to normalize failure? Are you trying to um, is, is there something in the industry that we're we're not addressing? Yeah, I think that's an absolute cracker, Daniel. So, mate, thanks for coming on and thanks for letting the audience get to know Daniel Fisher a bit more past what the vineyard is. So amazing to have you on for both episodes, and we'll keep. Keep in touch further down the track. I love it. It's been a pleasure, Jack. Thank you so much for considering us. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice Podcast. It is produced by Advert Your Eyes Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the Farms Advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.